when you're in your body and you're calm and you're grounded, that's when the most accurate information comes through because it's not coming from chaos. Because also when you're ungrounded in the space of your thoughts, yeah, sure, information comes in, but it's also equal game for fear to come in. Hi, friends, and welcome to The Geode, your guide to modern wellness and woo. I'm your host, Stephanie Wood. I'm a mom, a veteran, and a modern mystic, and I'm on a mission to create an inclusive wellness community. A few years ago, I found myself drawn to the world of spirituality, and I loved it, but I also felt really self-conscious about what I didn't know yet. I didn't feel comfortable asking questions or showing up to certain events, and I definitely never heard or saw anyone with a voice like mine, someone who's grounded, relatable, approachable really funny, and also really witchy. And that's why I created this podcast. On the podcast, we're going to cover everything from astrology to crystal healing, energy work, human design, and even tantric Ayurveda, all from the perspective of relevant practitioners and thought leaders. I wanted to create a safe place for you to learn more about these contemplative and mystical practices and offer a variety of information so you get to decide what resonates with you on your own terms. I hope that you love it because I I love you. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of The Geode. Today we have Pauline Zena on. She is a psychic medium. Um, I Instagram stalked her for a very long time before I had the courage to ask her onto the show, but she is here today. I'm excited to talk to her to learn about her and her work and anything she has for the collective. So welcome to the show, Pauline. Oh, thank you so much. Also love when someone's like, I've been stalking you. Like, I know that's supposed to be creepy, but <laughs> I appreciate it. I was also kind of wondering, like, how'd you even find me? So um, um, actually I found you through, I think Bakara posted something and then I started to follow you and then I followed you. And then I was like, I'm just going to reach out and see if maybe she'll be interested in the work of the card. I love it. I love it. The network. Of the coven. It's amazing. The network of the coven, how we weave together. Yes. Um, but so I, I'm excited to have you on the show because um, I've followed you for a bit. And, and so it's always nice to, to talk to someone personally and make a connection instead of just staring at your, your grid. Um, can you tell us a little bit? I know that you are a psychic medium and we spoke a little bit about this before we uh, started to record, but can you tell me a little bit about your work uh, and and how um, sort of how how you came into it? What I do is I connect with clients. I call them my sessions, and there's kind of a structure, but not really because what I'm doing is I'm presented with information, and it's only relevant, important information. And I feel like that's also. Important to know just in general as you're getting into the spiritual space because it can be overwhelming. You can be wondering like, wow, what should I do with all this information? Or how do how deep dive do I go? Like, right? Because then there's concepts of like past life or whatnot. So it, the key, absolute key for me is to really emphasize need to know basis because then you're really building also a trust relationship with yourself, your intuition, and the universe, whatever you call it, right? God, source energy, goddess, what other terms, you know, that are out there. So um, 
Yeah, for me, it's really about building confidence, relevant information. And then I also do energy healing, which is also a very broad term. So it's going to look different based on each practitioner. But for me, it's very self-taught because that's exactly what it was. I was just kind of guided one day to, hey, you're going to start doing this and start practicing on some people. And my best way to describe it is uh, kind of like color therapy frequency. So in general, I'll look at your energy field, see how things are looking, look at the chakras, also known as just energy points on your body. They all work naturally on their own. And it's not like I'm going in and fixing them myself. Like I'm not rearranging your energy fields. But what I'm doing is I'm sending supporting color frequency so that it's up and running on itself. And then your energy field will go back to really self-regulating on its own, which I think is very important as well, because a lot of fear, I feel like behind going into a first energy healing session is that it's very intrusive and you could leave feeling really weird or wonky because someone, you know, an invasion into your body. And that's not what it is. Your energy You can heal yourself in so many beautiful ways. But the thing about me and my skill set is, from a psychic standpoint, I can actually see the energy field. You know, that's not exactly what many people can do. Sure, you can learn it, but it's just one of my natural gifts, obviously, and why I'm on the path that I'm on. So I can spend time doing that. Um, I will say, though, with any client that it is the equivalent to an energetic surgery. So it will put you to sleep. And I always mention that with a first time client, like, hey, what time do you want to do this? And also know that you're going to pass out because basically every single time you fall asleep. And that's because the body is rearranging, right? It is your energy. It is your energy field. And there's a lot of stuff going on. So you have to pass out. When we're awake, we're very resistant to change. Um, so in the dream state, when we're deeply relaxed, we just allow it to happen. So I like your point about meeting people where they are, because I do think there's a certain level in which people are able to receive information anyway. Like whatever I learned today isn't something I should have learned three years ago because I just wouldn't have been able to handle it. Um, and the dream state piece is interesting too, because for me, I, everything comes to me in my dreams. And I think there's just, yeah. I resist too much when I'm awake. Like I've had some healings and then the person will appear to me in my dream. That's another important thing too, is to know how normal this stuff is, you know, especially because it's associated with something. I don't necessarily want to say feminine. I don't want to create, you know, a binary because I know that's not very inclusive, but it's just true that, you know, which is associated with this type of thing. And it's always been like, ooh, scary because it's not something I can access. But that's just simply not true. It's a very natural thing for us. And it's just we're in a time right now where we're reclaiming that type of healing, that type of connection. Most importantly, our relations, personal relationships with the universe And it always comes at the most and right time. I'm still even experiencing next level and next level knowledge that only happens when I'm ready. 
and more, you know, prepared to handle that next level. And prepared, I mean, too, just like, am I competent enough to, you know, take on clients for this? It was only about two years ago that the energy healing really came through. And, you know, it was working and I got so much phenomenal feedback. But before then, no, because there's a lot of, uh, it's weird. We like to say, even being psychic or intuitive, you're still insecure. And it's the weirdest thing ever because I'll have friends say all the time, like whenever you, you're like the most accurate person I've gone to for reading, like forecasting or even like seeing what's going on at, for me at present, because I do both. Right. Um, so they're like, but so why aren't you like confident in yourself and stuff that evolves around you? And it's like, well, we're just not, I didn't grow up conditioned to feel good and natural about this type of way of being. And I want a lot of people to know that because obviously I have a platform. It's not the biggest platform, but it's building and I get a lot of validation and now it's my way of life for the most part, but it took so long to really know that I feel good. And that's also tying back to, you know, the inauthenticity that we see online around this subject. There are a lot of people who are just trying to make a buck, which is fair, right? We're all looking for ways to make money, but it just happens that some people see someone doing something successfully and like, oh, well, that seems so cool. I want to do it. So, yeah. yeah and um, I liked your point about the confidence. I appreciate you saying that because I think people think when you get to a certain level, you're like, no, I got this. But um, also your work is so abstract and you've been conditioned in such a way that speaks to what is concrete and physical that it'll probably take lifetimes to be like, but th- this is working, you know, even though it obviously is and people come to you and, and the work shows up, but you've just spent your whole life being, well, how, how can, if, if it really works, why doesn't everybody else see it? Um, wait, before you said that I wasn't feeling confident about kids, was that me or is that a hypothetical? That was a hypothetical, but do you okay. feel that way? <laughs> I mean, always, I think every mom does. Always. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. I always think I'm being hypothetical and then, but that's just how, you know, you, To be fair, it's like the less you try to think about it. So this is what I say too. I mean, this is my approach always is I'm not trying to force information. I'm not trying to pry information out. I'm just in the space and it just comes, right? So again, we don't have to go into more, but like, yeah, even that little snippet of a second, you're like, oh shoot, she just like. I was like, or now does she, like, does now does she think I'm a bad mom? Is everybody listening to think I'm a bad mom? You know, no, like, no, no, no. And it wouldn't be that. It would literally just be, I'll just go a little bit more on this because I know I, I just don't want to be too, in, you know, intrusive or. You can, I mean, the part of the podcast is um, me being an example of the work. Okay. So you know what? Why not? Let's just do it. So for me, what I'd get more. Sorry. When you, when you say what you're getting, can you tell me how, like, is it a voice? Is it a feeling? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's both. So I'll get like initial feeling impression sometimes there's a visual then if I'm like starting to get you know the stuff and I'm waiting for it to get crystal clear 
this makes more, sorry. There's a lot of times when I'm talking and I'm going and then my intuition <laughs> clarifies it. So when I'm looking for it to get more clear is when the voice comes in where it corrects me. So it starts as a feeling as like a knowing like, Oh, okay, this is what's coming in. And then I have such a strong hearing intuition, which by the way, just sounds like my own voice. So I know a lot of people, you know, are like, Oh, you like hear this like grand voice coming. No, no, it's, it's my inside my head. It just has a different uh, feeling. It's very clear, confident, and also, I guess the best way to describe it is my body just goes still, right? Because my body has to listen. So I can't be like mumble jumble. And that's also why too, um, when I have clients and they're saying their best times, I have to make sure that I'm also in my best state to do it. Because if I'm ungrounded and if I'm like feeling jumble, whatever, yeah, sure. I can still get information, but it's a bit foggy. It's kind of, it's exactly like a connection on a radio or a TV station, right? And how you turn the dial, like how strong is the connection right now? Is it getting staticky? Staticky would be the equivalent to getting ungrounded, like feeling out of body a bit, getting all in my head. So it, when the intuition comes in, very still and very clear and calm and confident. Um, and I guess we haven't really talked about what grounding is. I know I've been saying it a lot here and I don't want to assume that everybody really knows exactly what that is, but to ground, it is as it literally sounds is getting down to earth. So down to the ground, down into your body. So really present in it instead of inside your head, all in your thoughts. It's very deceiving because when we're used to being in our heads and analyzing and thinking and blah, 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 we think there's sometimes a problem when that noise is gone, but that's the way we'll get our most accurate information intuitively. So this is also going to be another quick little detour and maybe uh, not everybody will understand, but I'll, I'll explain a little bit as I go along. So we're going to talk about my birth chart for a second, because I think it will help make this make sense. So there are the four elements, water, earth, fire, air, that each uh, astrology sign is associated with. And the way a birth chart works is when you were born and the time you were born, all the planets in the sky were in a specific sign of the zodiac. So for example, both you and I have our sun in cancer because the sun was in cancer during, you know, 30 days, whatever it is um, that the sun moves. Looking at my chart, Basically, half and half of my planets, half are in water signs. The other half are in earth signs. So that combination means I'm very grounded and yet intuitive, which makes for a very strong and accurate reader because I'm not all caught up in that intuitive flow in my head. I'm also bringing it down to earth into ways that it makes sense. That's amazing. I think I'm like 90% water. I love water. Water is good. And that, you know. I'm not grounded at all. So that's really interesting because you can pull everything. Oh, yeah. And when I meet people and I talk to them and I'm like, I had one friend. I was like, oh, you know, she, she was having a struggle with this whole pandemic and kind of in denial about 
a lot of it. And I hadn't seen her birth chart before, but I, right away I was like, you must not have earth energy in your main placements. Like maybe what, so main placements mean like the ones that impact your personality the most. There's other planets in your chart, but it's less of an impact and more of a grand scheme because it, it's more generational because it will be in a sign for like a couple years rather than a couple days or just like a month. So um, anyway, I asked her and she's like, uh, no, I don't think so. And of course she showed me her chart and it was all water and air. And air is also very much the brain, the thoughts. That's not grounded into the earth. Granted, water is kind of a grounded energy because, you know, water is like the ocean. It's still like connected to the earth. But if you really don't have that earth complement, it's difficult to be grounded in reality. So um yeah, grounding is hard for me. I'll just, I don't eat, like, sometimes I don't know what day it is because I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I just like was driving and I ended up home and I'm like, how did I get here? Hey, you know what? It, it happens to me. I'll have days, actually, especially recently. There's a lot to explain behind it, but I've been very present in my body. But then there are also days with extreme dissociation. So, um, you know, flip flop, but for the most part, anyway, that's what I mean by like, intuition when you're in your body and you're calm and you're grounded that's when the most accurate information comes through because it's not coming from chaos because also when you're ungrounded in the space of your thoughts yeah sure information comes in but it's also equal game for fear to come in which can get tricky. So, it, oh, and that's why yes. people say, yes. um, what's the difference between intuition and fear? And it's like, well, it's actually pretty straightforward. What is very calm and clear and what's more like a reaction and a quick, like impulsive thought that comes through, you know, it's very different feeling is the best way to describe it. Okay. So are, so a lot of fear comes from being ungrounded or you were just, Oh Yeah. Oh yeah. A lot of fear comes from being ungrounded. And that's actually something I learned from my chiropractor who's basically been my guide on this whole spiritual um, psychic path because she's very intuitive, but she brings that into her work as a chiropractor, you know, to help shift the body because the physical body also correlates to the energy body and our state of being. So as she, you know, shifts my body and whatnot, she's also like, hey, you got to be here. You got to be present. You got to be here now. The past does not exist. Neither does the future. Like only right now in this present moment is tangible. And the only way to be in this present tangible space is to be grounded in this moment, not thinking about what ifs or, oh no, that happened in the past. Obviously, it's not an easy thing to do. So I don't want to make it sound that simple. But in terms of understanding what we're talking about, that's how you have to think about it a bit. That's funny. Recently, or like very often, I think about like super embarrassing things I did all the time. And I'm like, why? And most of the time, I was like right before bed. I'm like, why are we thinking about yep. this? It's a, or, uh, yeah, it's what? It's a water sign thing. <laughs> we just live. Self-deprecation. And- yeah, we do. We do. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's because, you know, water is also the emotions and sensitivities. So we're so used to knowing what our fears and sensitivities are. We are 
so super close. We just like to relive them all the time. I was like, why are we doing this brain? Please stop. We've done a lot of stuff since then. We don't need to recall that horrible, embarrassing thing that we did when we were seven. Um, But so also you were saying past and future, but also what about imagination? Like sometimes it's not that I'm in the future or the past, but I'm in like some obscure space. So I love the imagination. Um, I mean, actually before all this, I was very focused on being a fiction writer and it's, it's coming back, but I definitely need to put a pause to put focus on other things. I mean, I've had day jobs as um, content writer, copywriter, different things like that. But um, the imagination, what I love about the imagination is that you're tuning into a different frequency. Um, We still have to be careful of that a little bit just because it's like, well, are we imagining like a fear-based experience, you know, or are we tuning into something that elevates us and makes us feel good? You know, that's, that's, I think the interesting thing too is um, when people talk about the concept of manifesting, they treat it by and large, like we're the super in control, like, and come up with the ideas. But I think the imagination is a way that we connect with our higher self. So the extension, the bigger part of us, that's not contained within the physical body um, and receive information of what's meant for us a lot of the time. And that's why it feels good. So, um, Could, um yeah. yeah, I like that. Can we talk a little bit more about, cause I just felt like you were really uh, opening up my mind to something about um, fear. Cause I think fear is a big thing. And I obviously don't want to give a lot of attention to it because we don't want to draw attention to it. But I do think that giving something a name and talking about it kind of helps resolve some inner oh, conflict. Of course. Um, so can you talk a little bit more or explain a little bit more? Like, so does fear comes from being ungrounded? Can, can you, can you just expand on that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, well, it's really interesting. And I know I keep talking about astrology, but we just got out of Pisces season a month ago. And what I learned is Pisces actually governs the deep subconscious, And what I mean by that is like the part of ourselves that holds on to all our fears and sensitivities, et cetera. And because Pisces is also water, that's also an experience, you know, not necessarily grounded in physical reality. So that's where um, it can be obscure. Um, It's a, it's a energetic place, right? I mean, we are made of energy. We're energetic beings, so it's, it's um, in many ways, fear, right, by default is intended to protect us in many, many a way, right? Like, so fear of getting hit by a car. So I'm going to look twice before I cross the street. So there's definitely a healthy dose of fear, but then there's also fear that's been growing and not addressed because of projection and conditioning from other people and what they've experienced. So for example, parents are the greatest example, right? Like they'll be like, Oh my God, this happened to me and I would never want it to happen to you. So you're not going to, you're not going to do this or, you know, X, Y, Z, however they present that information. But fear 
yeah, again, is an ex- because it's not actually a physical, tangible experience. It's when you're ungrounded. It's when you're in your thoughts. That's when you can access it. If you also think about it, if you are really connected to the present moment, like watching a movie, you're not, for the most part, unless you're already dealing with anxiety and being super out of body, you're not thinking about it because you're so engaged with this present moment here. You're actually in your body and experiencing something else that's not in your head up and out of the earth right now. Um, So that's pretty much how fear exists and why it gets confusing again about this is fear versus this is intuition because we also perceive intuition as something outside of ourselves. And it's still something I'm working on because recently my chiropractor was like, well, you're, you're getting there, but your body physically gets out of alignment because you keep perceiving intuition as something externally from you. But intuition is within. It's down in the body. Our energy centers are in our body. You know, it's something who we are. It's part of our build. So that's why when you're down and in the ground and super present and not on this worry cycle, then you can access it. And that's what makes it different from the fear experience. Because fear is not really who you are. Sure, it's a part of you, for lack of a better way to describe it. But it's not, um, it's not, uh, let's say truth. It's not, I also like to say it's just not fact. Of course, it's a perception, right? Um, And it can be, it can be valid to experience it, right? That's, I don't want to say that because we obviously go through experiences that create this trauma that's stored in us, right? Fear of rejection because we were rejected before. That's obviously a valid thing, but it doesn't mean that, you know, it's always going to be true. Like you're not always going to be rejected. You're not always gonna, you know, fall down. Sure. Maybe you have in the past, but it's, it becomes a pattern, you know, um, whether if we keep dwelling on it, then sure, we'll match ourselves up to see more of that. It's kind of, it's the phrase too that we hear a lot in the spiritual spaces, energy, where your attention goes is where energy flows. So it's, and I think there's also, I don't want to go into science because that's not, you know, really the space that we're in, but it's just true is like, if you're really worried about something, you'll start noticing it. And it's not that it's true. It's just, you've chosen to put yourself in a space where you're validating your fear, right? So uh, a personal example for me, uh, last year, I was experiencing severe anxiety and worrying that like I was just going to die. And I kept seeing like, oh, how to check yourself for cancer. And oh, like there's a new, there there was a the uh, some type of uh, mosquito virus over here. And then reading the symptoms and like, oh my God, I have those symptoms. So like, I, I, you know, and it's like, no, it's not true, but it's validated because you're dwelling in that space and seeing it. So that's where fear really tricks you. Um, and my favorite acronym, blah, acronym is fear is false evidence appearing real. So 
that's what fear is. I mean, obviously we could keep talking and talking about fear. Yeah. But um, sorry. By the way, sorry I talk when I'm on mute. He, I'm telling him this. He's making some noise. So oh. I apologize if that's distracting. I haven't even noticed. <laughs> I get lost in your, your, your I get film. lost in myself, and you know okay. whatever. Well, um, what was coming to me also when you were talking about that, like, kind of this image was like you were talking about if you fell once and now you're always afraid of falling. It just like had this it kind of felt like the, this image of like an orbit, and you kind of have to like knock this rotation off in order to like reset what it is that you're feeling or thinking. Um, I also when you were talking about Pisces, I don't know why, but um, my Sun, Moon, Mercury, and maybe Mars are in the twelfth house. Let's look at the twelfth. I'm glad I did this on my computer because I can open this for a quick. I don't second. think it's Pisces, but I for some reason it just came to me. Um. Well, so no, it is ruled by the zodiac sign Pisces. Okay, that's um, okay. And by Neptune. So um, it's the unseen realm and governs all things that exist without physical forms like dreams, secrets, and emotions. Um, I just read that off Google, by the way, don't know that off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's very, what lingers too, as I just read that is the unseen, right? So again, it doesn't have tangible form, which is really interesting because we trust it so much when it's so assertive yet there's no actual physical current proof. Right. Um, so yeah, it's really easy to get tripped up there when we're stuck in our head and ungrounded because our head inside is like unseen. Right. It's all, it's all, I hate to say mystery, but it's invisible. It's not something I can't show you my brain. I can't show you. I wish you could. Wouldn't it be cool if there's like a projector and you can like see, like, I would love to know what the inside of your brain looks like. Like you're seeing my aura and you're hearing voices and you're seeing my chakras. Like I would love to, I would love to see that. That would be wild. Yeah. Well, you know, Hey, maybe one day their, their science is starting to capture the energy field. So, you know, we're progressively getting there. Um, so. Um, uh, sorry, I have another question. What about for no, like I'm asking for my friend. Um, let's say there's stuff that you don't know, like a fear of being seen and you don't know where it comes from, but it's like, like, what about generational stuff? Is that also stored in your body that you work out? Yeah. So the interesting thing too, and we can actually compare this too with like medicine and especially in like Switzerland and Europe, what they're learning, because they're always advanced. They're always way ahead of us over here um, is even uh, physically uh, toxins in the body are sent down physically through the generations. So for example, when a mother gives birth, she dumps all the toxins in her body down into the baby. So there's a physical transmission and an energetic one as well. Also, yes, definitely it's generational. Sometimes it's from childhood. And the thing that can really stink, and but also a blessing is, you know, we're in a time where many of us are like, hey, it's up to us to break this cycle of, you know, fear, anxiety, I can see it running in my family. I'm like, all right, I could, you know, not do anything about this and just 
do it the way everybody else is doing it, handle it the same way, but it's just not my path. Like, obviously I'm very much appointed to be the cycle breaker, becoming more in tune and aware with these um, deep down fears. And I'll say, because people are listening and I feel like, especially if we're talking about this, it would be a little unfair to say, Hey, well, this is at least one thing you can do um, to start addressing this. Um, is giving yourself your own space. I know this is going to be difficult for people with children. So I don't want to say like, this is super easy to do, but when possible, set outside your own little space. Uh, Maybe it's in a room, could even be the bathroom, right? If you want to lock yourself in the bathroom. I mean, I've read, you know, very spiritual moms too. You know, they're like, hey, it's the only way I can go and meditate (laughs) is put myself in the bathroom. Um, And just, you know, focus on exhaling and talk to yourself as if you're addressing yourself, but say, hey, inner child, where is this coming from? And just wait and listen And a lot of times we think, oh, because it sounds like my inner head voice anyway, it's not like true, but your inner head voice is going to be, you know, the same for all type of information you're accessing within. So you can just sit and wait um, and say, hey, I'm, I have this fear of being seen because there were a few times where I put myself out there and people made fun of me. I have that fear not, you know, so it's, it's a very much a process, but you do realize how intelligent our energy is, how intelligent the body is, the mind, like it really is amazing. Like I can't remember things. I have a poor memory until I go into a space with intention to say, Hey, where this, where does this come from? And then the inner child, as we like to say, speaks up and like, oh my God, I I would have never remembered that for the life of me. But here is that now. And if you're, of course, really having trouble doing that on your own, shameless plug, but you know, that's why we have, you know, people like me in this space, you know, we're here to help you. If that's what you'd like to do, get into that. It's really cool and profound um, and important. And it, it can be done. You know, it it might be intimidating, but with anything spiritual, it's just step by step and don't overthink it. Don't set an expectation like, oh, well, this is how it should go. No, just do it and see what happens. It might just be a little and that's okay because we're all on different paths. We all have different generational loads, you know, burdens, and it's always going to be right for you in the moment on what you access and what you can process. Yeah, I like that. I like also the intelligence piece that, because it makes sense, like there is stuff stored in our body. There is stuff stored that either we suppress because we, we just can't go there or we just don't remember, Or but 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 the body holds the score, as they say, in that. I, I liked the phrase of the intelligence and maybe we can't get to it even if we sit still because it's just someplace we can't get to on our own, but that that is that is where you and your work come in is when, when there are th- habits or, or cycles that we are trying to break that we just can't do on our own. Um, you were saying before, so when you decided to, to, to pursue this career, was your, what was your family's reaction? Like, did, is this something that you discovered is in, 
is in the past and in your family or, or like you don't know yet or. So it was kind of mixed. And I like to say that because obviously, well, to some people it would be like, well, it's so quote unquote strange to be fair. Right. Um, And then also people were like, Oh my God, that's so cool. So like they must love it. it. It was definitely mixed because I mean, I'm a cancer. I, I keep a lot of stuff to myself and I feel like there's good and bad to that, but I think it's mostly good because I'm not just letting stuff out. I really work on what am I saying? What am I unleashing? What am I projecting? So yeah, there've been years where it's been always been like, wow, Pauline's always right. And that's annoying. Not literally. Right. Of course there are times when I'm wrong, but by and large, and very big moments of like, uh, you know, what is happening here? I've always just had the natural tendency to not feel like I know and just pause and listen. And that's, you know, that's been my default relationship since, you know, forever. Um, but it was actually during, I would say middle school, I flat out thought I was possessed and I now know that it's the Kundalini energy being activated. So the Kundalini energy is described as kind of like a serpent that sits in the base of your spine, which I know sounds creepy, but it's, it's just more of like a metaphor um, for how our energy is. Like we have this um, energetic connection because serpents are symbolic of the divine and communicating with the divine that we all have. And at a certain point, it's activated and you, you can have these certain symptoms. I would be jolted awake from my bed. So <laughs> by default, I'd be like, what's going on? Like, and, and like, I knew it wasn't truly bad, but I just didn't know what was happening. And I just thought I was going crazy and it didn't last forever, but um, that started happening. And you, uh, it's only about, four years ago that I started reading about Kundalini energy. And I don't recommend Googling it because there's a lot of people on YouTube and the internet space that are trying to fear monger. And that shouldn't be the experience, right? That's just, that's the downside to this space is a lot of the fear mongering. But what it is, is getting your body energetically aligned and ready to actually receive a flow of even more divine information, opening up the energy field to be able to, you know, see auras, do energetic work, surgery, as I like to call it. Um, So that was happening since middle school. And I would just continue to have profound moments of, you know, psychic forecasts, but I just never felt confident enough in myself to even think like, oh, that's who I am. Cause I am from Salem, Massachusetts as well. So like we, 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 we know a witch, we know that there are professional mediums. I've always thought they were so cool. I just would never think, Oh, that's actually me until, you know, then there's a time in college when it just gets more profound and lack of a better word, crazy, because it's like, I have a dream that there's a virus and my professor needs to cancel class. And then I wake up and there's an email from my pro- that professor saying, hey, I'm sick, so class is canceled. You know, so like it starts building and building more and more. 
And uh, I think it's just because suddenly you're perceived as a different person that could, that made it a bit weird and not necessarily tough, just weird for my family to wrap their minds around. Like, sure, it's cool, but actually how much of this is Pauline? Because we haven't seen her this way before, right? And then I think there's also the sense of like, oh, well, there's something that's power about this. So that's intimidating as well. Um, Maybe not so consciously, but at least in the subconscious, that's like, ooh, okay. So it's been an interesting twofold experience where there's days like, oh yeah, please read cards for us or whatnot. Or, okay, stop. Can you like stop doing that? So it's, 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 it's taking some time. And then also, you know, building my business and saying, hey, look at what my clients say about what I do, where it's like, oh, okay, so this is who you are. And I, I think I'm glad that you asked me this because I know there's going to be people who are listening. Maybe they're not on this scale that I'm in and that's okay. But even at whatever level or whatever this path is meant to be, it can be scary because of how the family reacts. Um, Maybe they're like, oh, this is cool, but also, oh, like, wait, that's not who you are or what you're doing, you know? So um, you got to take it with a grain of salt and over time really start trusting yourself. And it's hard, especially for me, because I'm a cancer and I'm so family oriented and love validation. I have a Libra rising as well, which is very like people please our energy. So it's been a personal obstacle to get over the people pleasing and just be in the relationship with my intuition and just keep pushing forward. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's funny. Everyone is always like, oh, this is crazy until they come to a crisis and they're like, do that card thing again. You know? Oh, a million percent. And initially it would kind of drive me crazy because you're like, what the F? (laughs) (laughs) like now when you're in a state of emergency, you trust me. Um, But I mean, to be fair, it it is a different experience. And there's no judgment around it. It's just, it's, it's, it's just funny that they're like, so against it until, until they're like, well, I'm trying to get a job, but I love that you're from Salem, Massachusetts. That's so badass. It's like, we're back. Oh yeah. So, I mean, our family, my mom's side of the family is all from Salem. So then the other reaction is like, oh, well, we needed at least one Salem witch in our family. <laughs> so, you know, the, my mom and my sister and my brother, very proud to be from Salem because um, it's so cool in our opinion anyway. <laughs> yeah, It's always where to us when people are like, oh, what's Salem about? We're like, what? <laughs> How do you not, <laughs> excuse me, not know? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, so my last two questions. Um, one is, um, how, how do you stay grounded? What are, what are your best practices? I know that you happen to have a lot of earth, but that come or the coming back into your body, that practice that you're really working on, what are some of your favorite techniques right now? So, um, that's an interesting question because immediately my reaction is I'm not that good at getting grounded. Uh, but I mean, the very, First thing is um, to second guess a fear thought, right? So that's the first thing that is how fear grasps us and pulls us, you know, out of our body 
is by inflicting a fear thought that would make us be like, oh my God, and have intrigued by it. So another way to do it is to say, get bored with your fear. So like show a disinterest. So like, oh, my irrational fear sometimes is, oh, it's raining crazy outside. Oh my God, I could get into a fear crash and being like, well, actually I'm not interested in that experience. This is boring. This is boring, you know, cause that's how, you know, if something hooks you, then it has you, you can get off that hook yourself and say, oh yeah, that's not interesting. I'm not going to keep focusing on that. And it takes repetition. And I like saying that because it, it, it can be done. Um, one of my most popular um, in terms of reception on the internet uh, quotes is that uh, spiritual intuitive guidance is super simple and requires repetition. So we, and I think we always think like, oh, we're gonna, I'm going to receive divine guidance right now. So it's going to be this grand big message coming in. And it's like, no, it's very simple, but you have to keep doing it over and over and over again. So I think the most simple and easy way to ground, because you'll not always have time to like go outside and put your feet on the ground and, you know, maybe meditate and really focus on that. As we say, root chakra, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not, um, obviously it's doable. I don't want to say that, but it's not always convenient. So just saying, Hey, Oh, I'm not interested by this train of thought. That doesn't mean it's going to go away immediately, but the more disinterest and the more focus you put on a different thought, then that fear will lose momentum and be like, oh, okay, this didn't work, <laughs> you know, to hook you in. And it's that's, so you know, this like just, that. yeah. Cool. And before, when you were about to read me, what do you, do you see everything in another dimension or you see it, like, what are you seeing or it's just all coming through? I would say it's all coming through. So, and this is no tea or shade towards any other healer, reader, or whatever, but this is why I'm a fiction writer. I know bullshit. (laughs) So it's not that we're not always accessing different dimensions at once, right? Like, and that's, you know, metaphysics and a whole wormhole to dive into, But I think if someone's being real with you and honest, it's not this big, crazy, elaborate experience. It's just very here right now. I can have, like, if I'm just, if I pause and breathe, then I'll start to see, like, you know, it's kind of like a glowing light around your body and how it's shaped. So if it's nice and evenly shaped around you, that's where I know, like, okay, she's well-grounded. Everything looks good. If it's starting to get a little blotchy or, you know, freeform shape, then it's like, oh, okay, you're not so grounded. And there's something that's like pulling you out of your body right now. So that's how I see it. And when the intuitive message comes through, honestly, like it's kind of blank (laughs) when it sounds like opposite to how the experience sounds. But again, it comes with like the whole stillness aspect of like, all right, my uh, human self really needs to pause so that the spiritual self like just has a stage for a minute and for that information to flow through. Very similar to just any thought process, except you just can tell over time, like this is feels different and how the information comes in is very strong 
and clear, like turning up a knob. Whereas the other thoughts, you know, are quick, more subtle and, you know, all over the place. Okay. But when you, so you can see someone's energetically out of balance, like yeah. you'll, you'll through the, through the aura visual or through just like, yeah. So that's a good starting way. It, it could also be to like, I'm just pausing. I'm like, all right, what's going on? And that intuitive voice will say, oh, actually she's having issues with the third eye. Go check that out. Very cool. Okay. Wow. That's awesome. I want to get a projector into your brain. Um, I mean that in the creepiest way possible. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so then my last question is if you have a message for the collective, for the people who are t- tuning in now. Yeah. You know what? I love this. I'm actually going to pull a card if that's okay. Cause I have Perfect. this Oracle deck sitting with me. I'm not sure if it'll pick up on the sound, but every time I shuffle a deck, I always get like, Oh, that's like ASMR. Like it's so soothing. So, <laughs> we'll see. But just so people know too, because always when I do a reading, they'll be like, what's that? So this is called the sacred destiny Oracle deck by Denise Lynn. I'll show you. So if you ever want to look back, then you cool. can. And I could put that in the show notes also. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to pull one card and we were talking about this before, but so this is going to be interesting because right now we're chatting and it's April 17th, not exactly sure when this podcast will be released, but we're setting the intention right now for the message that will be necessary when the podcast is released. What an amazing card we pulled, which is healing chaos. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to quickly describe the image, but I mean, all these cards are gorgeous. It's actually a tornado, but the sky, even though the clouds are like dark, the sky is pink and orange. The clouds are actually more kind of green. And then the tornado itself has this teal and it's surrounded by different colored butterflies. And the first piece of information I'm getting right here is that healing isn't perfect. We all want healing to be linear and like proof is in the pudding. But it's, it's just not. It, it, it takes time. It takes repetition and consistency. I always like to say, you know, it's kind of the same because I'm a bar instructor. Just like fitness, you know, you're not going to see the results right away. You have to keep showing up to see the change in your body, whether that's getting stronger, building bulk, losing, you know, whatever your intention and goal is with that. It just, it takes time and it won't always look pretty and sometimes it's discouraging because you think you're moving backwards but the truth is it's like it's very complex um and overwhelming and that's you know with this tornado energy it's interesting because a tornado both clears and destroys right so um and it has so much power behind it and you just you're feeling out of control we're always out of control. And that's probably going to be so unsettling for many. It was for me the first time, you know, my guides have like pointed that out. And it's like, what do you mean? I need to hold on for dear life. Like I, I, I drive the show, but it's just like, no. And that's, and the reassuring thing about that is we all have a clear path and divine timing. So things that are meant to be, things that are meant to be aligned. So just because it's not looking the way you want it to be, that doesn't mean it's never going to. You just have to stay the course and keep moving forward. You also have to know too that transformation is a process and that's coming through also with this butterfly imagery. 
I saw a recent post that says actually a caterpillar just doesn't disappear and then it comes out a butterfly becomes mush first and then it changes into a butterfly and emerges from uh, the cocoon. So don't be hard on yourself and don't set expectations for how things should be because you'll always be disappointed because you're trying to create a narrative that goes against the present moment. Why not see how things are right now and becoming accepting of them? So we also have this term radical acceptance, which is really being like, you know what? I'm, maybe I'm not happy with how circumstances are right now, but I accept that I'm in this moment of feeling unhappy and feeling like this isn't how I want things to go. That's a good initial starting point. And then the more you dive deep into that train of thought, then you're able to move past you know, the fears of like, oh no, like this isn't how I want it to be. So something's wrong and more into, okay, I can pretend, fake it till you make it and feel like, hey, you know, this all feels really good right now. Because at the end of the day, you're, what you're really trying to do is feel how you would feel if you had what you want to manifest right now. So an easy thing for almost everyone is having money, right? This certain amount of money, like I want to have all this money so I can buy crystals. I'm not saying go buy all the crystals right now, but being in a mindset of like, Ooh, yeah, I feel like I have all the things I want right now because I feel very abundant. And the more you practice those vibrations, you can continue to see them start to manifest. You're just choosing to align with that experience. And the universe says, yes, the universe says yes to everything that you say and do because you are the universe. So it's a, it's a tricky thing. And that's another thing I don't say easily and know that, but also know it and remember it. And when you're in your moment of like, oh, wow, what the F is wrong? Everything's as it should be. So that's, that's the message. Beautiful. I love that. And obviously I resonate with all of that. Um, that's, and it's really actually, it was very reassuring and comforting, but somehow inspiring, like, it doesn't mean stop. It just means be okay with where you are. And, and cause I think there was a point where I was like, this next, this next psychic is going to be the one that heals me. And I went through that for a little bit. And then eventually I was like, it's not happening or it'll happen when you're 75 or like it's, there's always another layer of something. And so recently I've come to terms with it being like you were saying, it's not linear. It's just, it's work we do that we constantly have to show up for. But I did go through a phase where I was like, this, this is going to be the healer that like changes me to the person I want to be. Right. And just one more thought to add to that is it's not just you. I've done it. Many do it. You just keep affirming the experience of not being healed when you go into that language because you keep noticing that you aren't experiencing what you want to experience. It's all, it's a lot to digest. So for your listeners, I recommend, you know, take it in as you will. Don't feel like you have to apply all this right away. It, it takes a lot of what we say integration. So, and that's why repetition is important because there's only so much um, speed at which your energy can shift and align with all this new information that comes in. That's why it takes time, but it can't be forced because the more you try to force something, you're again reaffirming that you don't already have what you want, that you aren't already experiencing what you want. 
Yeah. And in my case, it became a, a point, and I think it's good for people to know where I was kind of giving away my power, where I was like, I, I can't be the one that gets me to that point. I, I need this. I need to know, am I making the right decision? I need to ask this person to help guide me. Um, like I, in my thing, I think was excessive where I have learned, but um, I obviously find the value in seeking the services. I had just reached a point where it was not as effective as it should have been. So like in all things, moderation. Right. And it's, it's the thing that I will say to my clients is like, Hey, listen, you're not going to leave this feeling like I need to go back to Pauline right away. The goal was for you to leave and feel like, well, I feel empowered and feeling more like I can trust myself and make these decisions. Of course. Yeah. I'm happy to have my reoccur clients, which I do, but it's, if you try rebooking with me in like a week or two weeks, I'm like, no, honey, <laughs> then you're just creating dependency. And that's not what we want. Should have found you five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, where, speaking of which, um, to the people listening, where, where can they find you and how can they work with you? Yeah. So, I mean, goodness, I really do need to get a formal website, uh, but the easiest and it's working is to find my Instagram, which is it's 11, which is spelled I-T-S-E-1-1-V-E-N. Um, so that's my Instagram. And slide into my DMs, as they say. Um, also on my page, there's different highlights. One goes over the session FAQs. Hopefully I have them a little bit more tweaked and updated, but a lot of the information, like the two different session lengths and prices. Um, and the intro session, your first session is uh, discounted at 10% off on the full length session only. So just know that you get that little treat. Um, and yeah, so happy to have you again. And as always too, cause I know this is a big thing where people are worried about like, what's the right time. The, the right time just happens by default. So whenever you feel like, Ooh, now I get that urge to message Pauline then that's great. Um, maybe you just want to follow me first for a bit. And although you listen to me talk for an hour, just want to see, okay, what, what's her, what does she look like? What's, you know, energy is real. We like to put a face behind things. We like to just know more of like, oh, what kind of stuff does she post? You know, I, I get that. Um, but also at the same time, you're like, well, I feel like I need to go have a session with her. Don't feel like it's too soon on the flip side whenever you feel it's right to reach out to me, if you do, if not, no biggie. Um, I just hope anyway, what I've said today has helped you in some way in that you feel more confident in yourself because you should, regardless of seeing a psychic or not. Um, Cause you're doing amazing. Thank you so much. Um, I'm glad you mentioned that thing in, in your stories because I was looking in the the link in your bio and it didn't connect to a session. So I'm glad because as you're talking, I was like, I'm in a session with this girl. So <laughs> We'll be so happy to. So excited. Cool. Okay. So I'll have to book it with you um, very soon. Thank you so much. You are a total dream come true. Totally worth stalking. You, you're everything I imagined you would be. <laughs> Oh, thank you. Really appreciate that so much. I'm Stephanie Wood, and you've been listening to The Geode, your guide to modern wellness and woo, the podcast. You can follow us on Instagram. And if you haven't yet, please go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review us. You can join me next week for another fun conversation. Until then, I love you.